Well, hello everyone. My name is Jim White and I'm an author coach and the founder of the Family Enrichment Academy. But more importantly, I'm a parent just like you. Well, today we have an interview for you and I interviewed Becky Fife. Now, Becky, she's a mother of seven, but she's also the co-founder, co-founder of I Believe in Me. And this is a program that works with a tween or teenage girls, young girls that are in middle school. Um, but before we get to that, I did want to remind you that I do have a free resource for you. I have 10 questions that you should never ask your teenager. Think of these as like conversation killers. And then I've got 10 great questions as well. These are the conversation starters. And you can get that at our website, which is familyenrichmentacademy.com. So anyway, back to our interview. So today you'll be sure to want to check around this interview. Uh, Becky, she shares this really interesting insight or idea around the idea of a garden and how you can use that analogy to help support your teenager, especially your teenage girl. So let's check out the interview. Well, Becky, thanks for joining us today. You bet. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So maybe the place to start is just a little bit of background and um, kind of how you got to where you are now and how this uh, this whole movement that you guys have started sort of evolved over years, over the years. Yes. Yes, Jim. So I have some dear friends of mine, Katie Parker, Allie Collister, and Emily Halliday. We've all been um, involved with each other in building confidence of young girls. And Katie started, um, she started a company years ago called Singers Company, where she was trying to build the confidence of little girls through singing and dancing. And I was helping her with that. We were trying to franchise this and it's actually very um, popular all across the United States. And it's been a very successful, um, it's been a very successful business model trying to bring in these girls and, well, not a business model, I guess I should say, it's been a very successful endeavor to reach these girls through singing and dancing. And we noticed, and it just goes through elementary school, and we kind of noticed that we were sending them off into middle school and things were getting extra hard. And parents were kind of coming back saying, we saw them shine and grow. And now it's like they're in the big, big leagues, right? right. It's right. adolescence. Their, their hormones are changing. Middle school's routines are getting harder. They're trying out for clubs. They're not making it. They're feeling like they don't fit in with friends. It's so many things were happening all at once. And then the pandemic hit and a lot of these kids were left without, you know, interaction socially and felt very alone, felt very alone. Right. So we kind of just said, okay, we want to be part of the solution. We want to stop talking about the problem and we are going to like, you know, bring in some sunshine to these middle school age girls. So created a company that's an online subscription, like a membership um, and researched what philosophies and what teachers and what, um, you know, things we wanted to be teaching to these girls that would give them the life skills now in middle school, um, both like intellectual skills and, you know, um, emotional skills, educational skills, like how to work hard in your garden of life and starting now to create those tiny habits that will take you all the way into adulthood. And we launched that a few years ago and have had amazing response 
um, amazing success. We are all moms too. Like right. between between all of us, we have over you know twenty five children combined. I have seven of my own. My okay, oldest, perfect. My oldest is twenty five. My youngest is eight. And so we know what it's like to be in the trenches, um, trying to help these kids find who they are and find their voice and feel validated in who they are and not try to conform to anything they might see on social media or, you know, just with the things that are happening in middle school, maybe feeling like they don't measure up. We, we're here to help them feel like they're, everything they need is already inside of them. Like, right they're amazing and they just need to believe it. And, you know, little tiny things that can actually help them discover that is what we feel we're here to help. We're here to help tell the parents, we're here to tell these kids, you know, that there's actually some things that will build confidence a little bit faster than just by chance, right? And I'm sure you know that in your, you know, right. in your counseling and in your right. profession. Yeah, exactly. So I'm curious, so in the middle school years, let's start with what do you see are the biggest sort of issues or concerns that pop up around the girls that, you know, where they where they need some help and some guidance? Well, I, I feel like comparison. I feel like these girls are getting into school, comparing themselves. Well, we kind of know through research that this age group, they're trying to find who they are, right? right. Trying to find what group do they belong to? Because middle school, you're now switching classes. You're now trying out for different sports. You're, you know, you're now, you know, having a little more independency and, you know, your own schedule, but also still a kid under your parents' roof. Like, it's just a very, like, you know, maybe a little bit of the sassiness comes in a little bit of, it's just an interesting time. And so I feel like, like girls can be mean, right? Right. Girls can be mean because they're insecure. So we, we feel like the confidence level of these girls can really be affected when they compare themselves and think, well, I'm not as good. I'm not as good as her. Right. Not, you know, I can't do things like so-and-so can do them. Um, and I don't have those same kind of gifts. And guess what? We tell these girls, well, you might not. And that's okay, because you have something special that she might not have. What is it? Let's find it, right? right? And then also, we've seen the statistics just that was, you know, published back in November by the CDC with the increased sadness and the persistent sadness in youth today coming from the influences of social media. So we really feel like we need to help these girls realize that they don't even have to be on social media at this age. Instagram is actually recommended for ages 13 and up, right? right. Some yep. parents don't know that. Some parents give their kids a phone, you know, as early as, I mean, I don't know. Eight, ten nine, 10 old. years old. Eight right. years old. Right. And I don't know what, I mean, I think we can both agree that there's nothing good that comes from social media, especially at an age when a child is trying to form her identity. Right. And there's a, there's a lot of comparison. Herself. Yeah, a lot yes. of comparison can happen. That it's that upward social comparison is the the phrase yes. that I've heard. Where and everything always looks better on social media, right? And then oh, that's exactly. part of it because you can you can curate it. You can make it the way you want it to look. Yes, um, it's yeah. a false 
you know, premise. And, and to be honest, I feel like even grown women struggle with that comparison game. Right. Um, Absolutely. It's, it's prevalent. It's prevalent everywhere. So just trying to re, you know, reprogram the thinking of what's right for you and what's good for you. So we have, we, we like to kind of in life overall, think about a garden mentality. And in a garden, there's all different kinds of flowers, all different heights, sizes, colors, smells. They're all different and they're right. all needed. They're all beautiful. And as we look at ourselves as humans in a garden of life, there's soil that we can grow nutrients from, there's sunshine, there's water, all of these things we attribute to things in our life, like our soil is where we dig our roots down, right? And our soil is our mind and our hearts. Okay, yeah. So we teach these girls and moms and dads and boys, whatever, it doesn't matter, to do soil checks. Like, it's like a self-regulating checking in of what feels right to you and what, what do you think about this? Who cares what is posted on social media or what that girl said in the hallway about your outfit? Did you like it? Right. Right. So who cares what she thinks? So check in with your mind and your heart to create a soil where you can grow it, grow. And if our soil gets rocky or like if we're having a bad day and we're, you know, lashing out at a family member or maybe something that feels icky, like we can control what we let into our mind. Like, right? Right. Absolutely. Yep. The power of the mind is huge. And so to keep our mind in a, in a state or to bring it back to where we need it to be, same with our heart, getting our heart to where it needs it to be, that will foster nutrient soil like that we can dig our roots into and grow. And so things like, so that is kind of, you know, where we try to help these girls realize like the comparison game, you're never, ever going to come out on top. So don't compare. There's, right. we have like, there's four C's that we believe will kill your growth as a, as a human being. And that's comparing, complaining, criticizing, and competing. Okay, yep. Right? Yep. So within a family, within a friendship group, with whatever it might be, if you're comparing yourself or if you're complaining about the situation, if you're competing with somebody to try to be better than them or criticizing somebody because they're not doing it right, something's off with your mind right. and your heart. Right. Yep. I would. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. It's that right? it's almost like those are signals. I talk to people a lot about to pay attention to what you're experiencing. And if you're experiencing something yes. like frustration or anxiety or any of those, that's just a sign that there's something inside, you know, mindset, you need to circle yes. back to your mindset and and shift there. And then when, once you make that shift then things will, your experience will shift and then you're ready to move forward. So it's, okay. it sounds, it's a very similar idea and concept yes. there. But see, so Jim, I think it's, it's interesting because as adults, I feel like we go to therapy to learn that. Right. Right. But these kids are needing these tools on how they're feeling right now. Right. Like, you know, to be able to, to teach our children, you know, okay. So when you are feeling frustrated, you have a choice, 
right? You right. control, like you're the master gardener. You control what's happening in here and here. Right. Yep. Yep. So and I, if you're feeling frustrated. Yeah. Then you can may have an impact there. And yeah. that's where hopefully the parents can also have some impact there. And, um, you know, when I work with families, a lot of times it's a matter, you know, the, the idea of the parent being that setting or modeling the behavior. And so the parent, you know, how can they model, how do they regulate themselves when they're feeling frustrated? And that's, that then gets learned by the child. And so yeah. there's this opportunity, not only in the work that you're doing for the children to grow, but for the parents to grow as well. And that's, what's awesome is if the whole family can then grow and move forward, um, that puts you in a, in a, everybody in a much better place. Then. Right. Well, and and we hundred percent believe in strengthening girls. We're really strengthening families, right? right. Yeah. And because it's a it's a family effort, and we're strengthening the future mothers of tomorrow. Like the family in the home is it's there's its own environment. It's just like a garden. Again, right. there's yeah. you know, and and as a parent, I can look and say, okay what is the temperature of my home? Like, what is the soil? How is the soil in my home? Right. And, you know, did, is it pretty rocky right now? Or do I need to like shift some things to bring in some sunlight? Can I, right. yep. you know, and a lot of times it, it trickles down from the top. Exactly. Yeah. That's a, I love that analogy though. That's a, in the idea of growth. Cause that's one of my big messages as well as the idea of a growth mindset. You know, if we can grow, then there's always hope for the future. It's only when you feel like you can't grow and learn and develop that you feel stuck. And that's when things right. become more hopeless. Um, and, you know, you mentioned that kids experiencing sadness or anxiety is another big one, you know, and again, it comes from that comparison and it's the idea that they can't grow and change and become better. Um, or as you say, kind of develop into themselves, empower them. Uh, right. One of the things I like to say is how do we empower the teenager to be their absolute best? And it's their absolute best, not necessarily what yes. society says. It's the absolute, it's whatever their absolute best is. Yes. And the irony in all of this that they don't know yet is that that's actually who they are, even though they're trying to find it. That's exactly what the world needs. The yeah, world yeah, doesn't yeah. need another so, you know, the world needs them. And so to give them that sense of, hey, there's magic inside of you. And if you can tap into it, and if you can, you know, discipline yourself enough to work hard and value what you do, and then turn around and share that with your community and your, your world, it's going to be so much better for everyone. Right. Absolutely. Right? So these are amazing kids. Yeah. Yeah. So when you deliver your, um, so when you engage with these girls that are, because the primary program you have is really built for junior or um, kids that are in junior high, right? Exactly. And so how does that look and feel, you know, how's the engagement work? Because you're working with kids all over the country, I take it, right? Not just yes. like in your community. Yes. And it's so fun. So when they, when they start their subscription to the program, they can navigate the program on their own time. Um, there's like episodes called planting the seeds to signify that these are the important things where we teach like the mindset tools and the time management tools and the study habits, like things that will literally help them plant seeds to grow. Right. Mm -hmm. And then there's the fun videos. And then we come together um, and we interact with them at least 
monthly and huge Zoom calls where we get to see all of their faces if they have time to log into these Zoom calls. And we talk about whatever topic they've you know, messaged in about that is on their hearts that they want to learn more about or that's bothering them. Or like we just had a Zoom about friendship and some girls shared some really real experiencing experiences that happened within their friendship group. And 20 other girls are sitting there listening, realizing, hey, that happened to me too. Right. And so not only can we mentor them, you know, from mentor to child, but we see peer to peer them relating stories to each other and being like, hey, you know what worked for me? That also happened to me. So it's just been really neat to see kind of this safe place, I guess, of middle school girls who know that there's someone like them, like even cross country, right? that shares similarities. And, and they don't feel threatened to share because it's like they don't really know them in their own school. You know, it's right. just, or, it's yeah, kind of it's, a safe It's at a place. distance, right. Yes, it's at a distance. And so it's just been neat to see, I think mostly is the need for that support and that connection among their age group that they right. need it somehow. If, if, if they can't get it in their school, they can get it through a, you know, another friendship some way or that's positive and uplifting right and that's where it's it, i remember in middle school it was always we always encouraged our kids to get involved with something right if whether it's the cross-country team or the drama department whatever it is that helps to get you connected to like-minded kids and yes. friends and it helps to build that it's a sense of community then that can evolve out of that and that's part of what you're talking about there is is having them develop that sense of community and being connected then. yes so it's interesting so you do those calls once a month then typically it's sort of that's a live call and then yes. the other material if you will they can just consume sort of at their leisure you know, as as they can then yes exactly Interesting. So what's, I'm curious, what have you found to be, I'll call it the most effective lesson, or if, if that makes sense, you know, what, you know, the message that really seems to click with the middle school girls, and a lot of them have those sort of aha moments, if you will, where it starts to really make an impact. Well, I think what we have found is for them to realize that they have a choice, and that they can create their day to, that affects their week, that affects their month, that can affect their year. And we try to start really small. I mean, it's like we break it down so it's not overwhelming and try to help them realize that they can control on a daily, on a daily basis, the thoughts that come into their head, the automatic negative thoughts that Dr. Amen talks about. I don't know right. if you're familiar with some of his philosophies that we say, those are automatic and you have a choice. Do you let them stay? Or do you replace it with, with a gratitude practice? Right. You know, like we, we try to teach them, how do you create a routine in the morning? Confidence comes from finding out who you are, right? And what talents and gifts you have and growing those talents and then sharing them, right? Right, yeah. Sometimes that takes a system. You have to have, you have to keep promises to yourself. Create a routine in the morning. You're going to get up. You know, before school, let's say like during the school year, write down five things that you're going to do when you, before you walk out of that door to go to school. 
because you're going to feel good about yourself. You're going to already feel like you were in control of your morning. You did what you needed to do and you start yourself off on the right foot. Right. If you, you, I mean, we have, we've all woken up late or rushed out of the house, grabbing our backpack, maybe forgetting an assignment on the kitchen table. And it just, it makes your confidence go down the tubes. You just yep. feel like a failure that day, right? It's like, it's like stacking small wins. You yes, stack stacking small wins, exactly. And then yes. celebrating that, like celebrating right. yourself, like telling yourself, I did it. I did a good job today. Or, right. you know, so we've, we've seen creating a morning routine helps these kids have a great day. And when they get to school, sharing their light, focusing outward, right? Right. So the, we have a kind of a little mentality, a grow and share living pattern, where we talk about grow your talents and then look outwards. It's not all about you know, me, me, me. Right. Yeah. Happiness comes from looking and sharing. Even if you're having a bad day, the best thing to do is look for someone else in the room who could deserve or who could, you know, like who, who needs a little bit of your sunshine. Right. Who could, you know, maybe have someone put their arm around them or give them a compliment or Right. Or even better yet, look at somebody in your neighborhood. Do you have a widow who lives on your street? Go spend five minutes with her before you tackle that math project. Right. It's that service, that idea of how can I serve? Or yes. you know, how, can I, how can I make a difference here is another, you know, that idea of making a difference is just yes. so powerful for people from the sense of purpose. You know, then they feel a sense of purpose with what they're doing. And yes. you know, one of the things I like to throw out with people is the idea of having compassion. You know, when you when you engage with somebody, it's, you know, just being compassionate and being there with them is very, very powerful. And it's a great way to serve them because they, as you said, they might just need somebody to listen to them for a minute or to put their right. arm around them or, or smile at them. And it's, you know, that can be a great way to serve as well and, and, and just try to teach that to the child early on so because it just it helps them to know that they can make a difference i think that's yes. part of it and, and by teaching that you teach them to have that knowledge that they can make a difference yes i and, and i i love that compassion that thought of just being the soft place for someone or the cheerleader for someone and nine times out of ten you go away you come away from that experience lifted there's right. no Absolutely. way to go and and give of yourself and genuinely just try to be with someone and and bring value to their day in a you know a real way without feeling lifted and and finding that sunshine and that that softness in your own heart right yeah it's, it's a beautiful principle yeah, absolutely. And it and like as you, you mentioned, it brings confidence or self, a positive self-image is what comes from that, which is um part of what we're gonna try to create. Because I when I talk to parents a lot or to kids, you know, those teen years around like anxiety, one of the biggest fears is the idea of not being good enough. And that's sort of an underlying fear that really all of us have. And right. 
you know, by turning around and serving others, it helps to to show that you are you do have something to contribute and there's value there. And that helps to combat that fear of not being good enough. And, you know, really, that's one of the primary sources of anxiety or that sadness is that sense that, you know, I don't matter at some point. Yes. So, yes. Yeah, but they yeah. do. And they're needed. Yeah, right? absolutely. And they're exact. I, I like this. I, I've heard this once the idea that you're exactly where you, you are supposed to be. And the only evidence you need to know that that's true is the fact that you're there. Right. Exactly. And this, this is where you're supposed to be. And now it's, it's just what's next. What's the next opportunity to grow And another yes. along with that, the idea of things and situations and circumstances happening for you. In other words, they're happening for your benefit as opposed to to you. And, you know, if we can build that sort of a mindset into the kids, then they, 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 something happens and it's like, oh, this is awesome, right? There's <laughs> a chance yes, for me to grow and funny? learn. Yes. It's, it's funny how even literally just a different perspective on the same situation. Right. Absolutely. Just make them feel like I got this. I can yeah. do this, you yeah. know. Um, and and I think that's so important to help these kids to learn how to handle disappointments or failures or things that they feel like I'm the victim, like this is happening to me. Right. Yep. We talk about, you know, in a garden, sometimes when we're in we're gardening, if, if you've ever had your hands in the dirt and you're trying to plant a flower and all of a sudden you see a worm and it's like, ah. You jump, it's like you didn't expect that worm to be there and it's icky and it's like wiggling right. and you're screaming you're like, ah, oh, that's so gross. And you try to pull that worm out and there's now a hole where that worm used to be. And you have the choice. What do you fill that wormhole with? You know, do you fill it with light? Do you fill it with positive, something good? Or right. do you let yourself get buried in that dirt? Or do you, you know, and then also... I mean, it's just amazing to me, Jim, like in nature, all of these analogies already exist with, right. worms, with worms, they actually aerate the soil, right? right. They, so they're, they're good for you. Yeah, they're they good serve for a you. purpose. Those hard things are what will make you grow. We all need worms. We all have worms, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we should be grateful for those hard things and find the growth and the beauty in them. And realize that guess what? It things are gonna happen. Yeah. Life is hard. There's gonna be worms in your in your dirt. Yep. Absolutely. But guess what? It's it's gonna make you stronger. It's gonna yep. help you grow. Yep, absolutely. And, it, and that's a perspective shift. Uh, yes. you know, and, and you're absolutely right. You know, a shift in perspective, I like to say it changes everything. Yeah. And, it, and it's it's all it's how you look at it. And it's interesting because when you shift perspective then you see different options for how to act too. And it's, yes. it's just because you're looking at it from a different direction. And so, you know, a lot of times people will get focused on results. You know, I want to create this result, but their, you know, their perspective is causing them to act in a way that doesn't produce the result. And so if they can shift that um, and, and like say, it will take a math, you know, the junior high math test or whatever. If my perspective and my belief, it's also in that limited belief areas is that I'm not good at math. I mean, if that's what the, the teen says to themselves, then right. they're going to have trouble with it because they aren't open to the possibilities there. But if you can shift that belief and say, okay, 
maybe I'm not good at math today, but I can be good at math. Yeah, I'm not and good now yet. It's a whole it's right. a whole different ball game, right? And you're going right. to act different as a result right. of that. So it's it's just so powerful, and it's it's just a matter of trying to engage the, the the parents and the kids that's where I say you know and and part of the work I do is to engage the parents to ask those questions and try to teach and and just empower I like to use the word empower to empower that. the team to to sort of step into themselves and lean into their possibilities that, that they have um as opposed to the where I find there's a sometimes parents will try to control everything and you know they when they control it doesn't give the teen the opportunity then to grow and develop and learn so it's you know that's and, part and of you know what that's hard I mean it's hard as a parent I yeah. I know like sometimes I I know exactly who I want my son to be and so I try to mold him you know and sometimes it can get frustrating but right. I, I feel like that's one of the secrets of parenthood is if we can be confident enough with who we are and yeah. not live vicariously or have to prove anything through our children, right? Let's just love them for who they are. Right. And us be happy with who we are, right? right? And then let them develop and find their own talents and grow that. Right. And even, even in my own family, in my own home, we love to grow and share. Like at dinner time, everybody can share what they did that day. What right. what was good from that day? Like you, like as you know, and I'm sure you you tell your clients, you have to create those moments to connect and to share with each other. Right. To share as a family, and you will cultivate a stronger environment in your home if you let your kids grow and praise them. And I mean, not falsely, like grow, work hard encourage them in what they're interested in and then share it with each other. Like right. say, hey, this is what I did at school today or, you know, whatever interest they might, you know, be like find themselves in, invested in and then everybody support and, and cheer them on. Yeah, right? absolutely. And that's that, and that building connection is critical to, um, you know, just in being able to have that child feel connected to, something where they can be loved unconditionally then you know yes. that's the key thing which actually i have a little something to share with you maybe you guys can incorporate into the work oh, that you I, do I, I would love um, it. i've shared this story several times and it's just it's one of those it, it's hard for me to share it to be honest with you without me getting a little emotional about it so we'll oh. see if i can get through it so i was talking to a actually was a minister that was in charge of a family ministry at one of the large churches around here and that church every summer they do what they call a mud run and it's for mothers and daughters and it's it's like high school and junior high daughters and what they do they have this big campus is they literally they hose down and they create basically a a course where they climb and go through and they become muddy you know the mother and daughter do this together and they it's you know take they go through this process they get to the end and the, what the daughter doesn't know is that the mother has been instructed to write a letter to her daughter before this thing, before the mud run starts. And the, the letter, the premise, it starts with, right now you are not beautiful because she's covered in mud, Please. but here are, all, here are all the reasons why I think you're beautiful. And then the mom fills it out, right? And so when they get to the end of the mud run, they all they go off 
you know, together as a mother and daughter, and the mother gives this letter to the daughter, right? And it's just a very powerful way to, you know, build connection with that daughter and to, and as you talk about, build up, build them up and have them start to see the beauty more from the inside out. Um, so you can see it's, it's, it's just, it's a really cool thing. And he, and he mentioned that he's had several daughters who are now, they go off to college, for example. They take that letter with them and it, wow. and they'll say, this got me through my freshman year. You know, I would go back to this letter, you know, once a week, you know, every other day or whatever, and look wow. at it. It provided that support that I needed there. So um, you guys, in what you did, because you were really focused on the girl thing, you know, something like that I might guess. be an interest. If you could start to put an event together like that, it was just, it's, a, it's a cool thing. Yeah. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah what an amazing resource for that daughter, like in written form, whenever she needs, you know, cause I'm sure like if she called her mom or if she, you know, the mom would probably say those same things, but to have something written down like that is so powerful. And the shared experience, it brings and back the, that experience. And the experience of, yes. That's what, yeah, that's oh, what's so that. cool. So um, anyway, so just a little something, maybe you might be a cool component to the yes. work that you guys are doing. Yes. Um, and I just have always found that was just, it's just a very, um, it's just an awesome way. And then I, I like to encourage people. I use that as an example of encouraging families to try to create shared experiences. How can you create a shared experience? um that's you know, because powerful it, yeah it is it's just it it helps so much that family bond or that family unit um and it's like family traditions I'm sure in your family you have some traditions yes. and those are what make the family unique and the children connect to those and so that's uh, it's a critical component so and it's funny sometimes you don't even realize their family traditions until down the road and the kids request to do it again or you know and you realize yeah. wow they really did you know value that time together or that little activity that I worked so hard at that everybody seemed to like not participate in or it can be frustrating sometimes to feel like you're not making an impact and then little did you realize that they were that you watching know. you yeah exactly. listening the whole time yeah, exactly. So pretty amazing. So the your programs, like say, is designed for, do you have like age or junior high? What do you build? Well, up? so we, we do focus on middle schoolers. So like ages 10 to 13 is kind of that tween okay. year that we feel kind of the new social situations are brought in. Um, like even when, you know, they're now probably going to friends' houses at night or right. things, you know, a little bit more independence that they need, they need a soil check system that they right. can check in and ask themselves, you know, with their soil checks, is this, a, is this appropriate for me and my age and my garden? And how do I feel about this? Like, right. so that middle school year of those years can be just critical to help launch you into a successful high school. Right. Uh, and in creating that self-confidence and that that view of self, right? Yes, absolutely. Even though you might not be as good as the cheerleader who just made the team, you know, you have your own talents and those are needed and valued and incredible. 
and grow and bloom where you're planted. Yeah. What you're supposed to do. Yeah. And it's also a time where you can take different electives too, right? So even in school, reach out and do something that, you know what, take woodshop. Who cares? <laughs> Go take, you know, try something new. Right. Yep. Yep. And sometimes they just need a little nudge, a little encouragement to go yes. do that. And yeah. again, and as you do those new things, that's part of what builds that self-image and it, it builds the confidence that I can accomplish something or I can yes. do something. So um, I'm curious, is in the, the SING program that, that you mentioned at the beginning, that's for younger kids. Is that still up and running yes. or what, what's yes. going on there? So that's called Singer's Company. So the, the mother umbrella is called Bloomfully. So okay. we're all about helping girls teens, tweens, and women bloom and grow and find their beauty. Right. Okay. So the younger age group is elementary school, even preschool to elementary school. That's Singer's Company. And there's directors all over the country. You can, people can go to singerscompany.com if they want to find out more about that. And girls go to, to, it's like a class they take in person at a director's, you know, location every week. And they sing okay. songs and they share about themselves. They have time to, you know, talk about their week and their day. And, and then they learn how to speak in front of a microphone, you know, like public speaking and presence of self. It's, it's really cool to see. I've had girls start the year where they couldn't even look me in the eyes and, and like say hello. And by the end of the school year, they're up on a stage with, microphones and lights and their parents are like who is my child like look at her yeah. she's so good about herself because she's had so much fun she's learned a skill she's learned uplifting songs that she sings all week long at home and you know it's just letting these girls be girls and be little and have fun with uplifting situations and environments right yeah right okay. So that's Singer's Company. And then I believe in me. We're trying to get, you know, I believe, like, let's believe in ourselves. Like, you can do it. You're, you know, you're a little bit older, a little bit bigger, starting to be an adult a little bit. And we believe in you. You need to believe in you. Right. right? Okay. And so it's not singing and dancing in, in a classroom setting. It's now, you know, singing and dancing, like, I guess, in life. In, in your mind, in your heart, in where you can grow and make choices and you control what you let in your mind. You control what you think and how you feel and what action to take, right? Yep, yep, so, makes perfect sense. And so that's the I believe in- That's I believe, I believe in me. Okay. And that's an online like subscription program. Okay, perfect. And, and that's really focused or intended for the girls to engage with. Yes. Um, so that that's what that is for, which which is had, really yeah. We've had moms sit and and take watch the episodes with their daughters, and it's so cute. Like, and we've had guest um, speakers come to our Zoom calls, and even moms will text in and be like, "Hey, can I come sit in on the Zoom and listen about how to create habits?" And we're right. like, "Of course." You know, we had Dr. B.J. Fogg come to teach one of our Zoom calls, and we had five moms sitting there yeah. and we even still, they will message us in and be like, I need this program as much as my daughter. This is yeah. so helpful yeah. to know, like 
how, how do I succeed as a person? How do I feel good about what I'm doing is enough, right? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's that parental journey as well. And then being able to grow and develop. And that's kind of, and we talked a little bit about that earlier. Yes. It's, it's really a huge opportunity for the parent. Um, and sometimes the, the child is what the parent needs to open them up a little bit. Yes. It, it, it creates oh that incentive to open up and, and to grow and adopt that growth mindset. So yes. And with each child, it's different. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Like that's, that's the biggest growth right there is you think you have it figured out with one kid and then the next kid comes along and they open a whole nother right they're all different and then you have yeah. seven I, I don't know if you look I have six you have six so it's, yes yeah, the same thing you'd think they'd be you know, they're all it's interesting they're very similar but they're very different at the same time and it's that you know different interests different personalities and so consequently you're always presented as a parent with a new um, circumstance that you've never faced before. And, you know, that's where the growth, and that's why you got to have that growth mindsets because you got to be willing to lean into that a little bit and say, okay, how can we grow and learn from this particular circumstance that, you know, this child presented to yeah. me? That's so. a great way to look at it. I wish more parents could hear that, yeah. from, you know, and, and not be so hard on themselves because they're doing a great job. Yeah. And, you know, the last thing we need is for moms and dads to feel like what they're doing doesn't matter because it, it's everything. Yeah, it absolutely to, matters. To stay able to, to stay grow, like with that growth mindset, willing to learn and be flexible and be like, hey, we don't have to be perfect. Yeah. Nobody's going to be perfect. The definition of perfect is not without flaw, right? Yeah. It's just someone who's willing to be flexible and adapt and grow and work hard, work hard in your garden of life. Yep. Don't give up. Yeah, absolutely. And I like, I share with people the idea that, you know, we talk about being perfect. I mean, you're, you're going to goof some stuff up, right? There's going to be some mistakes and you're going to damage relationship with your teenager and, and create some issues. But I always throw out that love can heal anything. And that's what brings us the hope is you can always re-engage and from a love, love-based mindset or a loving perspective, and you can heal whatever's happened and be able to then move forward. And actually, sometimes going through that, it's even, as you said, it's stronger. You know, you become stronger by going through that difficult challenge and then healing the situation. So there's there's always that sense of hope that's there. Uh, yes. As long as you keep, you know, keep that perspective. So and and keep. I mean, I, we joke about in our family, how, you know, forgiveness, it's a daily thing in right. a family. And yeah. we try to teach these girls the power of the words, I'm sorry. Yeah. Those are two of the most powerful words that you have access to. And you might need to use them with your parents. You tell them you're sorry when you've done something wrong. Don't wait. Don't wait four months, four days, wait four seconds. And <laughs> And go say you're sorry, like try to start healing yeah. because when we're not, when we're, you know, not saying we're sorry and we're not approaching things with love, our soil is rocky. It is yeah. full of rocks and your roots are not going to be able to dig deep and you're going to fall over, right? right. That storm's going to come and blow you over. Yeah, so absolutely. what do we need to do to bring nutrients back into that soil? Yeah. 
Makes great. I love the analogy. So, and I love the work that you're doing. It's just awesome. So thank you, you Jim. Know, I'll, I'll say it's I always tell parents, you know, I, your kids are probably not going to you know walk up to you and say thank you. So on their behalf, I'll say thank you for them. So I would do the same thing for you. I mean, sometimes, you know, you don't always get that, but I just really would acknowledge you for the work that you're doing and thank you. you know, it makes a difference. So um, it's just awesome. So how tell tell us how people can get a hold of you or if they want to learn more about what you guys are up to, oh, yes. the best ways to connect. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Yes. If they want to find out more, they can go to bloomfully.com. So B-L-O-O-M, bloomfully, F-U-L-L-Y.com. And there's a singer's company button right there. And there's the, I believe in me button for that program. And they can just click on it and read about it. Okay. So really easy. So sounds awesome. And I'll, I'll put that link in the show notes as well. Thank so people you. Can and, and I just want to say thank you to you for being a voice to strengthen families and homes and to help parents navigate through this difficult time where, I mean, these kids are coming off of unprecedented, right like times where we didn't have to experience this kind of isolation and comparison and all of these things that are being thrown at these kids right now. And so the parents, like you and I, we also need that support and the tools to know like how to help our kids. Right. And yep. that families are everything. That is what is the foundation of our communities and our societies. And for any of your listeners who are even tuning in, it just says so much about them and how they value family and those relationships. And that we, we really just appreciate your voice and what you're doing as well. Well, I appreciate that. So we just got to keep fighting the good fight, right? Yes, Every day. fight yes. the good fight. Yes. <laughs> so, well, Becky, thank you again for joining us today and the best of luck with the work that you're doing. And who knows, maybe we'll have you back on down, down the road a little bit. Thank you, Jim. And thank you for sharing the story about the mud race. That's really quite an amazing experience. And I'm going to see if maybe we can start our own somehow. That's an amazing. So thank you so much. Perfect. All right, perfect, thank you. All right, have a great day. You too. Well, that was a great conversation, wasn't it? I especially like the ideas when uh, Becky mentions this, the idea of teenagers keeping their promises to themselves and that they do have some choice over the thoughts that enter their minds. And most importantly, that they uh, should look for opportunities to serve others. It's just a way to help them to feel uh, their self-worth and to feel better. So I thought those were three great points as well. Um, again, thanks to Becky for taking the time to share her insights with us. I just really appreciate that. Um, before we sign off, though, I did want to remind you that I do have those 10 questions you should never ask your teenager. Think of these as like conversation killers and then those 10 great questions as well. So be sure to check that out at the website FamilyEnrichmentAcademy.com. Until next time, remember, a change in perspective changes everything.